Hi everyone and welcome to the Bright Morning Podcast. I'm Elena Aguilar and this is the final episode in our special How to Feel Better Podcast Edition. Oh friends, I really want to know how you are feeling. Here we are at the end of four weeks. Whatever amount of engagement that you had with this program, congratulations. I hope that you can feel a sense of satisfaction and appreciation for yourself for whatever you did. I know sometimes when I sign up for programs, I I can maybe do parts of it or be sporadic and then that makes me feel all like guilty and bad about myself. It's, it's kind of a waste of energy. See if you can shift into whatever you did was enough. And what would that feel like? Like, tr- try that just now. Close your eyes, if you can, and just say to yourself, I did enough. What I did was enough. Maybe take a deep breath. What if it was enough? I am going to trust that whatever you did was enough, that you got what you needed to get out of this. Of course, you also have all the episodes. You can go back and listen to them. You have all the packets. I hope if you subscribed, you were able to get all the packets. You can go back to those. All of the strategies that I shared with you are relevant to almost any time of big change, unexpected change, stress, and probably a lot of these strategies are just relevant to any day. So if you go back to week one, to the content from the first step about just looking at your emotions, just seeing what's there, those are strategies and skills and habits that if you use them every day, I can almost guarantee you your life will be better. You will feel better. You will feel more empowered. You will feel more aware. You won't experience as much confusion and lack of clarity because you'll see what's there. And if you engage in some of the habits in week two, which is explore, you will also feel a whole lot better because you'll have a deeper understanding of why whatever is there is there. So keep these resources around. Go back to them. Figure out which ones were most helpful to you. And really, that's what I'm guiding you to do in today's packet is to reflect on what was most useful, what was most helpful, when did you have your biggest insights. This process of reflection is absolutely essential because what it will help you uncover are the keys to your own recipe for feeling better. Every one of us is different. Every one of us needs different things. 
I know that many of the strategies I shared with you are relevant to the great majority of people. But for each of us, it's likely that there's a different prompt, a different question, a different moment that was most useful. If you can identify those, then you can see in some ways the the structure or the foundation that you can take and apply to other situations. So take the time to do this reflection at the end of this program. I also want you to be able to identify both new things that you learned and things that you already knew that were reinforced. If you had moments when you thought, oh yeah, I know that about myself and I keep forgetting it. That is golden. That's like those, you know, those sounds and lights that go off in the casinos when someone wins the jackpot. I don't really know what those are, but like those moments when you remember something that you already know are really, really, really important because It's just a reminder to you. In fact, in some ways, they're more important than brand new learning because it means like, you know this. It's something you know you've done. It's sort of like every time I, what's the example? Like I, a lot of times, is this, okay. A lot of times I feel like I don't want to go to a social thing because I'm tired and I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to drain me. Like, even if it's with people I love, I often have that feeling. This is common introverted thing, right? Like, oh, I don't really want to go. Why did I say I would go? And then I go and I'm energized and I'm so happy that I went and I'm so happy that I saw the people I love and maybe it was fun. And afterwards, I'm like, oh, God, I'm so glad I went to that. My husband always reminds me that I do this and I say this. I'm like, oh, I'm tired. I want to go. And then I'm like, oh, I'm so, it was so great. I'm so happy I went. He reminds me. So the reinforced understandings are really good. I don't know if that if that anecdote actually really matches what I'm telling you. Because I should have thought of an anecdote ahead of time, but I didn't, and that's okay. Look for what you were reminded of. It's going to help you figure out what is most helpful to you. Now, that actually is connected to my final set of reflection prompts, my final ideas, which is the hardest thing for us to do. Let me see, let's see if this works. The hardest thing for us to do is to remember. A lot of times, as I kind of just alluded to, we know what helps us feel better. I know that taking a walk every day helps me feel so much better. And sometimes days and days and days can go by when I don't walk and I feel like I've just kind of forgotten. Really, as simple as that. I've, I'm like, oh yeah. Taking a walk feels so good. So then the implication is the trick for us is how do we remember? Which are the mechanisms that we can put in place? What can we do so that we remember? And so I want to help you create one final plan for how to remember your big takeaways and the things that you know help you feel better. The things that you know that when you do them, you make them feel better. You feel better. I really want you to come away. This is one of the, actually, his final reflection prompt on the very last page, which is, if you had to create a recipe for your well-being, for your state of feeling good, what would that recipe be? 
I, I still don't know what mine is. I keep playing around with like, well, it would be one-third sleep, one-third meaningful work. And then I start unpacking that. I'm like, so, okay, what is that meaningful work? It's like a combination of this and that. So, and what, like, what is the recipe? Or maybe it's, maybe it eighths, maybe it's, a, and maybe it's not just about the fraction, right? It's the quality. Like I need to have fresh air. That's really high on my need for well-being and feeling good. Sunshine is also. I just, I know. So at 10 years, I was born in England. I can't remember if I've told you all that. But I was born in, in London, England. I lived there for 10 years. 10 years of being deprived sun. I know I need sunshine. What have I learned during the pandemic that allows me to understand my recipe for well-being? I actually need to be on the planet Earth a lot, as opposed to in airplanes, as opposed to moving around as much as I used to. That's really clear for me. So that I, I want, I would love for you to be able to get to the place where you have like, this is my recipe. When I follow this recipe, I am the fluffiest cake. Ah, that's probably not a good analogy. When I follow this recipe, I feel good. Now, let me say, I feel blank because in week one, I asked you to identify how do you want to feel? So you might want to go back to week one and just anchor yourself again in how, I like to say I feel good because I know good is a placeholder. It's a word that encapsulates just all of what I want to feel, you know, meaningful, connected, healthy, all of the, all the things. So go back to that. But maybe if it's fun to think about your recipe, do so because a recipe is something that you can influence and impact. And that in some ways is a reference point to what I hope you are coming out of this feel better experience with a deeper sense of than ever, which is that one thing is that you have power. You have tremendous power to affect how you feel. Yes, there is so much that is out of our control. And there's so much that is within our influence and that is within our control. So the more you explore those areas, your influence and your control, the more you try things out, the better you will feel. Because whenever we feel empowered, whenever we're connected to our own agency, we feel better. And you can have a big influence over what you think, over your emotions, over what you do, over the choices you make. I want to acknowledge that many people also have neurobiological systems which can make it more challenging for us at times. And so I want to acknowledge that if you struggle with depression, anxiety, yeah, that can make it feel like you have less influence and less control. I hear that. I know that. And there are still things that we can do to help us feel better. There are still things that are within our influence and control. And I know you know that too. 
the older I get, the more I see how I can shape my life, the more agency and power I feel. I think that was a a major takeaway from my house clear out that I talked about in the episode on letting go. I told a long story about that. One of my big takeaways was I have so much agency in my life. I have so much power over how I experience my life, over how I feel. I experienced that somehow in the letting go of things. Keep What do I want to keep? What do I want to let go of? What do I want to say goodbye to? What do I want to burn? What do I want to keep around me? All of that just helped like, wow, I really have so much power over how I feel. The pandemic experience has helped me recognize that as well, has helped me recognize more than ever, there's things that are completely outside of my control. Last March 2020, there was absolutely nothing I could do about the fact that we were told, you got to stay inside for three, four, five weeks. Watching my business collapse over the course of a few weeks, it was rebuilt very quickly. But it did collapse because everything that we used to do was in person and all of the events that we had scheduled crashed. Yeah, and then we went virtual and we rebuilt it. And I learned again, wow, we were able to do something amazing in the sense that we were able to rebuild this business and actually make it something I think is more powerful, more impactful than ever. I am so much happier in my life and work than I was a year or year and a half ago in certain aspects in the sense that I really feel like the work I'm doing now is even more impactful and meaningful. I know I've said that a whole bunch of times, impactful than ever. And the conditions in which I'm doing it are so much more aligned with what I need in order to feel good in my life. So I, I don't know, I'm coming out of this pandemic feeling incredibly grateful for the lessons I can take away. Still recognizing and acknowledging the depth of suffering and grief. The suffering that didn't have to happen if it had been, if the pandemic had been handled better by our government by the previous administration, there's really no reason why over half a million people have had to die from it. When you look at the way other countries manage the pandemic, that however has contributed to my firm commitment that we need change in the United States and many other countries as well when we're talking about governments and that that we can do it. I mean, look at how Countries like New Zealand and Australia dealt with the pandemic. There are other models for how governments deal with crises like this. Anyway, I'm not going to start talking about the need for healthcare reform and all that, but it has 
I'm saying I feel grateful for the learnings, more deeply committed than ever, clearer about how we can work, how we might need to work, and clearer about how I fit into this. I recently heard somewhere, oh, got to remember where, I recently heard about some research about the happiest people. Okay, I know there's a lot of research on the happiest people, but this really... This was a, a newer study, a very large study, and one that has really stuck in my mind. Um, and the study, I'm going to put the link. I remember it was a podcast. I'm going to put it in the show notes because it was a really good podcast. The, the study was about how the happiest people are those who have found the balance, might have been just the, the not the balance, but like the integration between serving others and taking care of themselves. The happiest people in the world find a way to both serve others and take care of themselves and live the lives they want to live. And as I get older, I feel like I'm closer and closer and closer to doing that. I feel like I am doing that right now. In 2021, almost like what year are we in? 2021, this year. I have found more ways to integrate my own needs and desires and wants into my commitment to serve others. And I'm feeling really good. I'm really glad. I hope you feel better than when you started this program. I hope you'll stay in touch. If you're looking for more on this content, I want to encourage you to check out the Onward Book Club. The link is in the show notes. That could be a great way for you to deepen your exploration of this content and to do so in community with others who are also exploring these ideas. If you haven't read my book Onward, I also really encourage you to read it. There's a lot in there that will be helpful. And the accompanying workbook will give you the exercises to do to help you internalize the concepts and actually put it into practice. All right, final reminder, I will be on Instagram Live at 4 p.m. Pacific time today for a final check-in. I hope you all feel just a little bit better. Take care, everyone. And I want to add that the Bright Morning Podcast is produced by Leslie Bickford and Stacy Goodman, Stacy Goodman does the sound engineering. This podcast would not happen without them. And in fact, it also wouldn't happen without our friends of the show. If you are a friend of the show, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And if you are not yet a friend of the show, please check out the show notes. Finally, very last thing, if you have enjoyed this podcast, please, please hop over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a quick rating and a review. It really really helps. All right, that's it, friends. Take care. 